Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to another Monday of No One Gets Away With Anything. Today Here with, with you today. Fair enough, I accept Ariana Lopez. And Jose Rafael Chanetti. That was a weird turn of events. I'm so confused. I don't know, I just I took so it upon myself to change it, yes. Fair enough. Um, Thanks for giving back my book. I haven't finished. I know, but now now I will never ever give it back. I'm, I'm kidding, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for your kindness. Okay, so Jose, introduce us to... Okay, so uh, you know what just happened where I did the thing that Ariana was supposed to do? That is more or less what we're going to talk about today. I know that sounds weird as an introduction, but that's kind of it. Um, we were talking in our last episode about openness to experience and how that changes you. And it's a lens with which you see the world. And so uh, I kind of got freaky. If you've seen our stories, you know that we recorded that episode twice. The first time we couldn't actually finish it, but that was about three weeks ago. And then that day, after that episode finished, I realized that I'm really open to experience and that that actually means something for me. And so I've spent the last week and a half just thinking about that. So instead of paying attention to my really complicated social theory classes, I've been thinking about openness to experience. And I will try to explain why with the help of Ariana. Okay. You want to explain why you've been thinking about openness to experience or? Mm, okay. So, es más o menos, tiene mucho que ver con Venezuela. Eh, yo, we, most of the people that leave Venezuela are not right-winged. They are anti-left. And it's a phenomenon that I've seen a lot. Mm. And one of the things that my dad told me when I moved here was, you are a privileged person yeah. because you studied at a private school and you had the best education that you could have had in your country and that is something that not a lot of people had mm -hmm. and then he also told me you went to private school so you don't really know the world you know the world of private school which is a microcosm it's a bubble la famosa burbuja en la que vivimos todos no me encanta también el sweater attire de hoy los Estamos como super cozy because like today we have a plan. Yes, we're gonna eat after this. We're gonna chill, brainstorm. Exactly. We today we'd... was a podcast day. Yeah. Podcast evening. And we need ideas. We need to... ideas. Time together, brainstorming, situationship. So, yeah. Bonding. Bonding time. Also, you know, we need to record two episodes per like block of time. So in order to for those of you who don't know, a peek behind the curtain. We record two episodes a day. Yeah. So, yeah. Because the thing is, in order to, like, make the setup and then just make sure that we have the time, that the camera is working properly, that the recordings are working properly, then we need to seize the moment as much as possible. Unlike oh. before, which was, like, more... You know, we just I just arrived to wherever we wanted to record because it, it did not have to be always in the same place. And yeah. Like, we would just be... And 
the middle of retiro and we decide to record and be perfectly fine but yeah, now, now it's, we can't it has to be in the same place like with the same lighting the same setup like the house same has books. to be alone so it's like a bit of a more complicated situation and we also have like so many delays every time we try to record yeah we're gonna fix that but it's, it, i think it's something inherent about our personalities. yes we like to deviate yeah it's like i arrived late because i had to drop off some things home and then when i arrived the Like, the battery of the camera was, like... Zero, so we spent, like, an hour. No, it was stuck inside the camera. It was stuck the camera. inside of the camera. So, so we, we had to were, figure like, it out. we were, like, pulling thing out, right? And the YouTube so, video about how to, you know, take out the, the stuck camera. Exactly. And then we talked about, like, what we're going to talk about in the episode. And then we set up the camera, like, how it has to be. And then my dad came in. And then his dad came in, and we talked. Then we made coffee, and then we served water, and then we ate bread. And that was all before we recorded the first episode. Exactly. And then we had, like, a very beautiful break in between where we did, like, Well, it was awesome. I learned to play um what was the song uh the uh, the taylor swift love uh, what's what the name of the song come on 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 um oh my god it's like, How, well it's a very famous taylor swift song it's, it's like super slow i don't know you belong with me ha exactly you belong with me so yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I was in the third grade. You belong with, with me. It was beautiful. And then we also did some like Instagram work. We recorded the bits of stuff for you. But I, I, I was. It's interesting. One thing that you did say, which was that we get we're, we're divergent people. We we mm-hmm. you know we get distracted. We go in like the in really weird vertiente. direction. How do you say that in English? In la vertiente. Si te por la vertiente. You take the. You go sideways, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's like I. And or, I or maybe you should go to a mental institution or something. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Um. Uh. So yeah, the thing is that. Let's get to the point. Mm-hmm. Ariana. See, that's exactly what I was doing. I was just like, me estaba yendo por la tangente. Tangent. You were taking the tangent. Yeah. Um. Que how. Entonces, mi padre me decía esto mucho de que, ajá, ¿sabes? Viviste en Venezuela demasiado tiempo, entonces estudiaste en un colegio privado, nada más conoces esta burbuja, etcétera. Mm-hmm. Y me dijo, me encantaría que cuando llegues a España no estudies en un colegio privado, en una universidad privada, sino que that you study at a public school. Mm-hmm. Porque the moment that you study at a public school, you have to see everyone. Your public school, we have people from everywhere, from different backgrounds, who think very different than you do. Which was something, it was a kind of like the crossroad moment in life where it's like, You can either, um, you know, do your thing that you've always done or change. And, you know, that ticking timer of openness to experience was like, yes, vamos a agarrar la tangente. La tangente, pues sí. I'm just going to go chill today. Yeah, like, no, no, I like it. I like you're very comfortable. <laughs> yeah, we're doing something different today. Sponsoring. Oh, hello. If, yes. if they, if, I mean, if they want to sponsor if you us, be a sponsor, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start by saying, like, how we've been the most open to experience, like, in the past years. Well, that's it. So I, I started studying at university, and the thing that started happening to me was that the people that I studied with believed in things that were completely op- opposite to me. Mm-hmm. Not only to what I believe, to me. They were opposite to... 
the basic values that I thought in my head. And then the same would be true for them. Mm -hmm. I would be a bother. So again, I'm not a person who is quiet. If I do not like something, I say it. And so it would be uncomfortable for them to have these, uh, you know, unquestionable moral, um, you know, basis questioned by a random kid who Mm -hmm. came from in from Venezuela and was like, yeah, that's not right. And they were like, but, but it is. And I was like, no, 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 that's not okay. And they were like, but why? But why? And I'm, I study, my classroom is 90% girls. And of the boys, I'm probably the one who speaks the most. So I can be a bit badgering and I have to control myself in that sense. But it's very, it gets to be very fun, but it's a very difficult experience. Like, necessarily difficult. Yeah. I did, for example, in, in my case, unlike Jose, I still, like I'm studying in a private university still. And actually, like, yeah, the people who I study with, I think they belong to perhaps even more of a bubble in Spain than at the one that we had in Venezuela. That's absolutely true. The the more developed the society, the more bubbles within bubbles that you have. So, so yeah, because like, back home it was like, I think all the people who could call themselves like part of the bubble were part of the same bubble. Yeah, it was like a 20,000 people bubble, let's put it that way. Well, no, exactly. So it's like I don't know if it's 20,000, but you know what I mean. For me, it's like the openness to experience has been something that I think I've struggled with for a long time. So just like coming here to Madrid was like, you know. But you came here. I came here and it was out of mere intuition. Like I had as much arguments to defend why to stay in Venezuela as in why to go. Yeah, definitely. There's more arguments to doing something comfortable than to doing something uncomfortable. Always. And like, yeah, it's like emotionally, the right answer actually felt like staying. It's like, I know what would uh, would have made me like the most stable and perhaps like at least the happiest in the moment would have been to stay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I understand that. But still, there was a point in which I just wonder like, you know, it's like, is this it? You know, is I'm, this as, 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 this as, as high as, as I'm going to get? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to give it a try. See, and it's like, worst thing that can happen, I don't like and I come back, but at least I tried. Best possible scenario ever imaginable. You're in a table recording a podcast. And you know what's the most beautiful thing? No, it's like when we were in the break, that was was like playing the guitar. I felt like such a home. You see, it's like, it's such a cozy moment. Oh my God. No, but I can't thank you. It's like, now that you, for me, desde que me fui a Venezuela, es como que cada vez que siento un momento en el que me siento en casa, sabes, como que me siento en familia, I treasure it so much. I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think here in Spain is very different. It's like that thing of inviting people over and just like having chill meetings that doesn't happen often. It's more like you pre for the party. Yeah. Oh, but, but when it's like Spanish, Spanish people. Yeah, you don't, you don't you just hang spend out. Spend quality time together. It's like you can go to a bar or stuff like that, but it's just like opening the doors to your house to someone. I think it's way less common than it is in Venezuela. And only that, that thing that you did, just did, where you took out the microphone from uh, from the stand, where you're like comfortable enough mm. to just be the way that you are in your own space, but in somebody else's space, mm-hmm. that's something that doesn't happen with Spanish people here. It's mm-hmm. very rare that it does. You have to be living with a Spanish person mm-hmm. for that to even be able to happen. I have friends who have very good Spanish friends with 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 which whom they have this kind of relationship, but it always 
<laughs> my dad <laughs> just came in, tried to be very <laughs> subtle. <laughs> subtle. <laughs> he turned off Pero gracias, the light. Ahora más luz. Ahora más luz. Yes. We we apparently my dad just called me the N word. <laughs> Go ahead. That will be in the final episode, so don't worry. Uh, and and it just doesn't happen if you don't have this, you know, time together. With like Spanish people, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like people in general. Aquí. En general, o sea, creo que en tu vida si no tienes si no tienes la confianza como para tener a alguien en tu casa y que se sientan cómodos, creo que no puedes llegar a tener ese tipo de deep home feeling. Sí, es verdad. Pero, yeah, it's that. It's like, o sea, yo por lo menos, o nosotros, veníamos de un ambiente en el que lo común era que tú llevaras a tus amigos a tu casa, ¿sabes? Como que you went out of school and the best way to spend quality time was just going home. También es que we didn't really have that many alternatives. Yeah, we didn't. What are you going to do in Caracas? Just like go to the park? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, te quedas en tu casa o oh, estabas en el carro. El carro era... Or it was like, fun. Or like Pero, the club. Tipo, pero club as in tennis club, no as in... Yeah, or the tennis or the golf club, which is incredibly... O sea, que I cuando lo vemos ahorita, acá, desde esta perspectiva europea, es como que... What? That's, that's what rich people do here. Yeah, but like uber rich people do here. And it's really funny because... That's what I mean. That that was our perspective. Mm -hmm. I said, that, was, that was normal, you see? And now I study with people who have very different opinions from me and the the the, the worst or the most difficult experience i had was a documentary that we watched uh praising the left in latin america in the oh. 2000s yeah we've talked about okay and i lived the left in latin america in the 2000s and it wasn't a particularly pleasant experience let's say let's put it that way and so watching this documentary for me was difficult in the sense that it made it so that I had to constrain myself and not speak while the documentary was playing. You know what I mean? Mm. I had to actually uh, think very carefully mm. of how I would, was reacting, how I was physically like reacting to the documentary as I was listening to it, like listening to Chavez speak about uh, him being captured and all that, and, 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 and knowing that most of it is bull. Mm. And then uh, all of my classmates being raptured, like exactly like what he intended they were all like oh my god this man he was and it's like it was so difficult for me and then listening to all these other political figures that went in that same line and then at the end of the class somebody asked me are you telling me that you don't believe in this and then i was like oh my god i That's might crazy. just implode and it, it took a lot to because i had to write a paper afterwards and it took a lot of time for me to actually sit down and think Whew, There might be something right here. There is a point. Mm -hmm. This documentary, the amount of people that agree with this, they can't all be wrong about everything. Sí. And that's it. They can't all be wrong about everything. They might be wrong about something. They might even be wrong about most of it, but they can't be wrong about everything. And so I had to force myself to sit down and think about what in that entire documentary was true or was right and it took me i don't know two weeks three weeks of like intense thinking to to see it and to recognize it también siento que por ejemplo para ti como eres una persona de opiniones como tan strong y más allá de strong opinions it's also that you're vocal about your opinions 
like listening or like for those opinions to be challenged is maybe harder or it gets to you a bit more right and that's that's why these stories remain so relevant in your life you see it's like if i see it from my perspective for example i think first maybe i have not dealt with as many people who think differently than i do and secondly when i encounter people who are who divert in their line of thought or in their beliefs their ideologies and not usually i just don't engage much with them it's like i respect where you stand and since i'm not so emotionally attached to my beliefs then it's like well do you do you and i do me you see i i am capable of doing that but there's two problems here two things that bother me one of them is the fact that i've had this thing where i have an opinion and i know that i am right like unequivocally like not not i have an opinion and i think i might be right mm-hmm. i have an opinion and i know that this is correct i know i'm this is factual mm-hmm. where nobody else in my environment knows that and that's scary so pero por ejemplo con lo que pasó en venezuela dice por ejemplo um so porque for example there's there's one thing que a mí me ha tocado full aquí y en Venezuela jamás es todo el tema de sustainability como que eh, por ejemplo en mi universidad it's so present the thing of like being vegetarian or like taking being super like aware of the the products that you purchase and the amount of bags that you have it's like everything is very thought in regards to how you're affecting the environment y en Venezuela eso es o sea te lo, de las últimas prioridades que tienes o sea como que Thinking about the environment is something that only us get to know that there, it exists, but it's not something you get to worry about. Mm, okay, it goes in that line. Uh-huh. Entonces, por ejemplo, um, my boyfriend, he was vegetarian at the beginning, ¿verdad? Y él, o sea, para, para él es una persona como tú, como que he fervently believes in what he believes, right? And if it's something relatively, relatively controversial, he's going to get passionate in the discussion until, like, like, People understand where he stands, ¿verdad? Y esto es, un, esto es algo que... Con, o sea, él conoció a mis papás ahorita en vacaciones. Y mi papá y él hablaron un rato y tal. Y me comentaron que una de las cosas que hablaron fue esto. Y él le comentaba a mi papá como que... I don't know how to convince people that they need to take care. Or like they need to watch out for their actions in order for them to look after the environment. Y mi papá lo que le dijo fue... You don't need to convince anybody. You need to understand how they think. And from there, you can start to build up your grounds, right? Yeah, so this is, this is what I mean. Uh, it was proven that the best way, like, it, it, the environment problem is a multi-factor problem. It means that there isn't one problem with the environment. There are many problems and many factors affecting each of those problems. But if it's about conscious about the environment, the best thing that you can do for the environment is to get people out of poverty. Why? Because when people reach a certain amount of money per year in security, they start worrying about the environment. Mm-hmm. It's something like $5,000 a year or a month. Uh, once the average population gets to about that point, they start worrying about the environment on their own. And they bolster initiatives that lead to better environmental care. That is why your bo- boyfriend who is from... Belgium. Belgium clearly has this environmental pool. That's why most of Europe has it. That's why you go to Latin America in countries where they are, you know, the, the Maslow's pyramid of needs. 
if I don't know what my country is going to go through tomorrow, I do not care about the environment. Si no sabes qué vas a almorzar. Si no es sabes, si no sabes si o te pescas algo en la costa o te tumbas un mango de un árbol porque no sabes si vas a comer, you're not thinking about the environment. This is something that I, I had this exact discussion and they were telling me exactly that like I don't know how to tell people that we should be responsible about the environment. It's like It's not only that you have the wrong perception of the problem. It's not that you have to make people more, respons more responsible about the environment or make them more conscious of it. It's that the easiest solution that makes them more... Impact. impact the, the most impactful solution for the environment is one that would also help them see what you want to tell them. Mm -hmm. And you don't know it. Sí. And it feels very weird to know this and be the only one in your in my class at the moment that knew this. Because it feels like, well, you're the one with the answers now. <laughs> at least in this particular part, and it happens to me in, in a couple of them. I'm sure that other people have this, this same thing. But it happens to me that I feel like this immense weight of responsibility, like... <coughs> So I have this drive to look for more knowledge, even if that knowledge contradicts ideas that I like. Mm -hmm. One very weird idea, it's Gramskyanism. Uh, uh, Antonio Gramsci was an Italian man. He was a Marxist and he basically took Marxist theory and he applied it to the way that we uh, disseminate ideas in society. He is the main philosophical inspiration for Chavism. Mm -hmm. Okay, in one way, and it's in the way that you convince people. It's the populist part. It's where he, how he convinces people and the environment around him to structure the machine that helps him get into power, mm -hmm. which is really weird. The thing is, Gramskyanism comes from Marx, and generally speaking, if you ask any Venezuelan, they don't like Marx, too, or anything that comes from that. Mm -hmm. The thing is, Gramskyanism is sadly very, very true. But it's a weapon. And it's an idea that I firmly believe in is true. Okay. And that it has a lot of power. But if I had stayed, I think I explained this to, the, to somebody today like this. You have a natural predisposition towards some ideas. And you can stay there and it is comfortable. But for some reason, I believe that if you stay within those ideas... You are being blind to at least half the world. And so you have to force yourself to put that hand down and look through your other eye at whatever it is that the world is trying to show you. Mm -hmm. And so even though I don't believe that Marxism is the right ideology or an ideology that works, then I can't also believe that Gramskyanism hasn't been successful. Mm -hmm. Well, for example, communism. It's like, algo que te enseñan a cualquier persona que estudia política, relaciones internacionales, lo que sea, tú puedes tener muchas revoluciones que hayan estado basadas o inspiradas en el comunismo, pero el comunismo en su totalidad nunca ha sido alcanzado, right? So there's this hate towards communism, que es entendible, o sea, como que las cosas que han llevado ese título o ese label han sido generalmente catastróficas para muchas personas, so I understand, pero it's this thing of like, if you don't really understand what communism means, then You cannot blame it for everything that's going on. Y eh, va de la mano con eso. O sea, es como... No, no puedes echarle toda la culpa 
al, al label si en realidad como que there's something beyond y además algo peor todavía there's something about communism that you can rescue into making your current world a bit better o sea definitely y por ejemplo nosotros también estudiamos marxism el, el, el año pasado cuando estábamos en teoría política y me acuerdo que alguien en mi clase porque en mi clase pasa todo lo contrario there's very strong right winged people o sea vox situation como que abortion it's like uh, o sea como que those type of things are a bit y alguien pregunta como que why are we studying marx o sea como que por por qué vamos a estudiar esto como que why are you trying to teach us casi que nos vas a hacer tipo izquierdistas and the professor was like so if you want to understand how international relations work and if you want to understand how society works it's indispensable that you see what this man saw because he had a point que después el marxismo se ha tergiversado que han tenido consecuencias que quizás no eran las ideales o okay. que it was not that the ideas went out of his hands because exactly. he died and somebody else took over with completely different motivations claro pero entonces tenías un, una idea que era famosa como el marxismo you take the label you apply it to something else and you blame it on that pero blame it at the people who don't really know what's going on yeah well it would be like blaming Aristotle for slavery because he talked about slavery as a, an essential uh, category in human life you know mm -hmm. total entonces es como que I mean, look, uh, granted, I think Marx did a lot of stuff wrong. I think mm -hmm. that Marxism is, has been implemented and it just is incompatible with humanity at the moment, at least. Mm -hmm. And um, But I do understand what you mean. It's like, who do you think you are <laughs> to grab Marxism and then throw it out the window mm -hmm. unless you have the uncommon, uh, or at least uncommon today, um, luck to have lived through it like you and I o lo, o lo otro o sea if you want to fight against it como que si quieres ir quieres como ap apostar por una política que vaya más hacia el you know free market like people work for what they deserve sabes tienes que entender contra lo que estás luchando yes so the only way to defeat your yes. enemy is that yes. you know it like better than what you know yourself There's this idea that I love, which is Jordan Peterson, he lists his favorite authors. And one of the things that he does is he says, you know, Ayn Rand, which I've talked mm -hmm. to you about her, Ayn Rand was a very great writer uh, in the 20th century. And she wrote a book called Atlas Shrugged. And Peterson says that the book is okay, but that what he doesn't like is the fact that she doesn't give credit to the other side of the story mm -hmm. not well enough like she does some of it but not to the right extent and he says that for example uh, Dostoevsky mm -hmm. when he writes Crime and Punishment he does he makes the villain as powerful as humanly possible so that his hero can be truly faced mm -hmm. with a problem and if you which is what happens today if you minimize the left or the right and the pathogens and goodness that they both have, then you have an uneducated people who are not ready for the actual things that those two sides of the coin can bring. Y también creo que, o sea, el, el nivel de curiosidad, que va a con lo que estás diciendo, que tú tengas por entender el lado opuesto de tu, de tu versión, es un indicador de qué tan comprometido estás con la causa como tal. O sea, porque una cosa es ser terco sobre una ideología por X, Y, Z, because you grew like that, because something happened to you, And another thing is firmly wanting to like make a change, a positive change. Y si ese es el caso, 
creo yo que genuinamente vas a tratar de como que entender la situación lo suficiente para comprobar que tu estrategia o lo que tú tienes en mente es la mejor forma de lograr tu objetivo. De lo contrario, you're just being petty, you know? Yeah. You're just being French. It's like a bunch of protests all day, you know? Es que lo estaba hablando, lo estaba hablando ayer con un amigo, he's French, and he was like, they could pay me a billion dollars to be the French president, I would not say yes to it. O sea, él dijo, de pana, el peor trabajo del mundo es ser presidente de Francia, porque es como que, whatever you think you cannot We can protest about, we protest. O sea, le decía, te lo juro que si hubiese un premio, como que un Guinness World Record for how many protests you can make, the French people would take it. Oh my God. And he's French. You see what I mean? Like, yeah, no, yeah, I understand. And, and the, oh, Pero bueno, yeah. que al final, o sea, I don't know. You see, it's like, this, this is what I hear. Pero. No sé, y, uh, fuera de la política, creo que it's some, also something that we don't think about, but it's true. We live our lives... And I'm studying a lot of philosophy at the moment, so this can get deep. We live our lives according to X, Y, or Z. And sometimes we don't have anything stable to believe in. And so the funny thing about that is that you try to find something that's real. Truly. Something that is actually solid. What a philosopher will call an ontological reality. Something that is undeniably true. Okay. And I found that the most real thing that I could find is, and I've heard this through Jordan Peterson, is pain. You can't argue with pain. Okay. So if you feel, it's unarguable. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you can hide it, you can become better at taking it, but it's there. And if you, you use pain as like a sort of compass, mm -hmm. okay? So that it's something like, you know when you're about to say something stupid. Mm. or you know when you're about to say a lie that it will make you feel worse about yourself mm -hmm. but you say it anyway mm -hmm. that's being weak that causes you pain mm -hmm. so how, what would happen if you didn't say that lie you'd feel pain for saying the truth I mean maybe but you could also shut up mm. you could also not speak okay and then the, it, you take it into politics and you think In his last book, one of the uh, we will, I think we we put them last episode, uh, abandon ideology. It might be a rule that we either said before or we're going to say in the future. And abandon ideology, he basically says something like, ideology. The problem is it's a straight answer for everything. If you're a Marxist and I give you a problem, you have an answer, mm -hmm. no matter what the problem is. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily true for that problem. Mm -hmm. The same thing goes for a Vox follower or anybody from the left, ref, the center, right, left top, bottom, whatever you want to call it. If you have an ideology, generally, that ideology has an answer for everything. And it's a set answer. Exacto, es como no la piensas, es automática. Es automática. Es como que you download a zip file that has like so Yeah, many an algorithm that just answers for you. Mm -hmm. And it's a little computer in your head. And the thing is, if you turn on this sensibility towards pain and you allow yourself to feel that pain when you're about to say something from your ideology, mm -hmm you will realize that more often than not, you feel pain. Mm -hmm. You feel pain by saying something like, um, you know, all capitalists are bad. Yeah, your best friend owns a house. Is he bad? Is that truth? Is that a moral imperative of the world? Do you believe that everybody with capital is wrong? And, and again, that's Marxism lived a long time ago. We have neo-Marxism at the time and we have other ideologies, but that's my point. They are not universally true. And surrendering to one of them. Okay. Would you say that people who are very... O sea, personas que son de verdad como purist about an ideology are 
like tienen como una capacidad limitada I don't think they have a o sea digo como que they're the most narrow minded o sea tipo los que creen como más fervientemente en una causa y no están dispuestos a verlo lo más allá es como they try to seem the smartest but they end up being the people well, who know the least they have all the confidence of the smart and knowledgeable people who doubt everything with none of the knowledge mm -hmm. so it's dangerous I think that if you truly only follow one ideology then I can for sure say that there's something ignorant about you sí. in one way or another sí, sí. and there's something that you don't want to see and that's it ideologies hide part of the truth mm -hmm. and so what you're doing is hiding things from you, from the world, from any, whatever. You're hiding something. And it's not even, you're not hiding it from the world because the world can see that you're hiding it. You're hiding it from you because you can't admit it. And that's why I chose public school. That's why my dad told me that. It's not, it's something like, there is something absolutely basic about being able to see the other side of the coin. Because it'll show you things about you that you didn't know mm -hmm. and that you might not like. Sí. Y tú puedes escoger. Las cambias, no las cambias. You look them in the face, you look away. That's up to you. Pero eh, es como el video que hablamos el otro día. There's a consequence for not trying. Uh -huh. There's a price tag. Y también otra cosa. Por ejemplo, ahorita que estamos hablando esto, como que I'm thinking. Me acuerdo cuando vivíamos en Venezuela. Of course, like we did a lot of charity work. Porque that's a natural thing about like the bubble where we lived, you yeah. know? Like, it was a way for to help. You know, yeah, we all did a lot of charity work. Es como algo supernatural para nosotros. Y often, como que you, you ended up talking about politics every once in a while. Y a mí obviamente me da curiosidad como que tratar de entender why do you believe in the Bolivarian revolution so strongly? Es como que genuinamente, o sea, a mí no me cabía en la cabeza why would somebody want that? Pero es como que I was raised thought that that's wrong, you see? Y, o sea, eso, como que, eso es un ejemplo súper básico de entender de que la única forma de hacer que esas personas replanteen su, su, como, su, su decisión o, o su, sí, su preferencia, es que primero tú la entiendas para que sepas cómo se las puedes argumentar. Porque no sirve que tú llegues y le digas, eres un, o sea, mente pollo, no sé qué, y like, you don't know what you're doing, nada, nada. It's like, first, if you insult them, they're not going to listen to you. Yeah. Starting by that. Second, tú puedes tener todo un abanico de argumentos, pero para esa persona, uno, dos, máximo tres, te van a ser realmente válidos. Entonces, es como que, es lo que decíamos antes. If you really want to make a change, tienes que tener como un impacto estratégico. Es como que you have to, you have to look for the point where you're really going to make a change. No, it's not about, like, showing off how much you know and how much better you are than the other person because of how you, what you believe or what you think. It's like, what is it that you believe or that you understand that either I don't understand and that I believe that you're not seeing? Yeah, yeah I, I, that's, that's what happened with the documentary. Mm. But I, I got to understand it. I got to see why, why our parents have told us our entire life that it's wrong. And they're not wrong. I mean, it's bad. Sí, 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 it's bad, but, but it happened for a reason. Y también es que desde nuestra perspectiva and nobody wants to admit it fair enough también es verdad y o sea como que desde nuestra perspectiva quizás tiene más sentido que, que sientas que esté wrong pero desde la perspectiva de alguien que, que que fue como que they were trapped in this like promise of the revolution 
como que si eres lower class y todos tus gobiernos de antes habían sido como súper ignorantes con, con respecto a eso. O so, sea, si viene alguien y te dice, I'm looking at you, I'm listening to you, I'm going to do something for you. Yeah. Obviamente tiene pero, sentido. Pero, how, how would that work? Because that's, that's my point. So, all of our parents told us that that was wrong. Mm -hmm. That the Bolivarian Revolution was wrong. And, and again, they're right. Mm -hmm. But they never told us what we did wrong. And since they never told us what we did wrong, there was nobody who really sat down, looked at the problem and said, oh, this is where we fucked up. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean a politician who stood up and did that. I mean a doctor, a teacher, a principal. Uh, nobody did. Mm -hmm. And so you have our entire bubble, or most of it, has this righteousness that we mm. are better because we didn't do this and they're falling into the exact same thing that brought that upon us and it's really sad and it's a problem of it's the price you pay for not admitting a mistake for not admitting that your position might not be the right the best or the correct one no y también que if it's a lesson that we don't learn now Even if the problem's over, it comes back again. It'll come back. No one gets away with anything. No one gets away with anything. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Obligado de tipo individual, como escala, to like a country or international scale. Pero bueno. And it can mean if if too many people choose not to look at their problems in the face, you have the death of a nation. See. That's exactly what happens. That's exactly how a country dies. Literally. See. Algo que me da muchísima rabia y es es súper contradictorio, pero there's this thing that we like Venezuelans have that we're we're in love with our country, ¿verdad? Yeah, o sea, definitely. No sé si we, pero at least our parents. Es como que por lo, mi mamá. Venezuela tiene las mejores playas, Venezuela uh -huh. tiene las vainas más eso, bonitas del mundo, que, la mejor queso, la mejor vaina. No country in the world that has like tanto desierto, montaña, nieve, playa. Y, o sea, es verdad, Venezuela genuinamente tiene unos pasajes espectaculares y tiene una gente súper simpática. Pero nosotros no somos el mejor país del mundo. Y yo siento que hay un... Como que... Bueno, hay una expresión para eso, pero no que no sé. Mojón mental. <ríe> y me da mucha rabia. Porque... Y, y viene, por ejemplo, en mi casa lo veo como que... No, pero, o sea, literalmente no hay mejor país que Venezuela y no hay mejor gente que los venezolanos. Para nosotros obviamente es así porque es la gente que más se parece a ti y es cierto que uno se va, junta con la gente que se parece a uno y es, tiene que ver con esta cosa de sentirse en casa y todo eso. Pero no es verdad que el único país que tiene cosas, paisajes espectaculares es Venezuela y la única gente que es súper simpática son los venezolanos. Es como que... Yo sí tengo una rabia, creo que como que escondí ahí de que... O sea, we're nice, pero we're not the best thing in the world and I think we should understand it. O sea, es que una de las cosas que, que más me gusta es cuando... When we were talking last episode about how I analyze people. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I like about analyzing people and, and that about impoliteness, about being impolite in that sense and not being afraid to tell people what I think is wrong with them is that people are so open to you telling them something that's wrong with them. Mm -hmm. Because we are constantly told that we're perfect, that everything that we do is okay, that we should accept uh -huh. ourselves the way we are. And if you live in that daydream, you live unhappy because it, everywhere and everyone is telling you that you reached your peak, that you are perfect, that you're okay, that your 20s is the best moment in your life, that you are supposed, that university is the best peak of your life and there's nothing ever that's going to be better than that. And then it's like, wait, so this is the best? Of course everybody's going to be sad. If we're the best country in the world and we have a dictator... 
of course, then we're not going to have a hope for anything. So admitting whenever I tell somebody that I find this, 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 and this problem in their life, they have a goal. They have something to fix. Mm -hmm. They have something to strive for and it gives you meaning and it gives you purpose. And I think that saying that we're the best country in the world is lying. Hay un, yo te lo conté antes, hay un episodio de, no me acuerdo, pero es José Rafael Briceño, hablando de cómo él, la última corona de mis universos que nos ganamos fue el coaching de Ana Fernández. Y Estefanía Fernández. Yo creo que Ana Fernández. Estefanía Fernández. Y como él, ella no ganó porque era la mujer más allá del mundo. Ella ganó porque él y ella son unos obsesionados perfeccionistas mm -hmm. que se hicieron todo lo que tenían que hacer para ganar. There's a difference. Él lo dice, no, Venezuela no tiene las, mejores, las mujeres más bellas del mundo, sino que Osmel es la persona más detallista, neurótica, neurótica posible, y las personas que trabajan para él lo entienden y saben que es la manera de ganar. There's a very big difference. The reason why Venezuelans win at MUN is not because we're the best debaters in the world. Fuck you. No, we're not. It's because we understand that there's a training that has to go behind it. There's a couple of things that you need to learn. And if you don't learn them properly, you don't win. And even if you learn them, you might not win. Mm -hmm. That's reality. Sí. Entonces, eso, en verdad, I, I didn't even remember. Pero eso es una cosa que me da como... Full rabia que es verdad que tenemos un país súper cool y una gente súper simpática y yo amo donde soy. O sea, como que I'm very proud of where I'm from. Pero este como que speech de que we're the best thing in the world, I think it's, it's dumb to just it's toxic. say like that. Es como que wherever you go, you're always going to be thinking like, yeah, but they don't have this. Yeah, but they don't have that. And I'm like, yeah, and have you seen everything that you also don't have? That these people would be like, why would you even consider living in there in the first place? Te puyes. ¿Sabes qué decían? Que los, los te puyes nada más en Venezuela. Mentira. Mentira. <laughs> Mentirísima. Ahí en Sudáfrica. Exacto. Yeah, and it's like, whoever, nobody, my dad. <laughs> Aquí la gente se pica. <laughs> la gente se picó. Sí, sí, sí. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in the same geological period. There's an African in Venezuela, but our entire lives. Exactly. When Pangea existed, South Africa and Venezuela were pretty much neighbors. And so they exist in both places. But we were told our entire lives that they existed in only one. It's a lie. Venezuela. Que esa es otra cosa. Y en torno a ti. El mundo no gira en torno a ti. <laughs> Estamos como super hating. No, no. It's, look, there's a positive side to this. It's good that the world doesn't turn around you because it's not on your shoulders. Sí, sí, total. Not everything depends on you. And that gives you less pressure. And it gives you the time to become better. So that if the world ever does depend on you, you're strong enough to carry it. Mm-hmm. Y es que, por ejemplo, aplica con todo. O sea, por ejemplo, viviendo en España, no sé si te ha pasado, como en, en Venezuela hay un, hay un pensamiento que está como es parte de Estados Unidos. Como que Estados Unidos es el centro del mundo. Es el centro de operaciones. Como que todo sucede ahí y nuestra cultura está sumamente influenciada por lo que pasa en Estados Unidos. Pero en Europa, evidentemente, ellos piensan, o sea, tienen un pensamiento eurocéntrico. Como que that's the center of the, de las operaciones. Y luego, Estados Unidos es un factor. América Latina completa. No como que Venezuela, no. América Latina completa es otro factor. Sí. Así es otro factor, lo que sea. Cuando, somos México. Exacto. <risa> este, y después, por ejemplo, cuando te vas a Asia, te das cuenta de que, o sea, de pana, la mayor parte del mundo 
está en Asia. Where, you don't know half of like, it. Yeah. Minorities. Y es, es este, de nuevo, la expresión... Es Mojón mental. De que nosotros somos la mayoría, nosotros somos los mejores, nosotros somos los que tenemos la razón, la religión de nosotros es la nuestra, porque además los musulmanes matan a gente. O sea, there's like this packed y very complex, como que layer of beliefs that we were brought up with, que es como... O sea, ¿Quién adiós, te dijo a ti? ¿Quién te dijo a ti? Que hay como... Creo que los musulmanes van Huevón. a ser... O si es que no lo son ya, todos la religión más grande del mundo. Y hay gente súper simpática. O sea, y no todos son radicales. Así como hay unos cristianos locos que también son radicales. No, o sea, igual que... Y this, this is what gets me. Tú te empatas con un musulmán y vas a tu casa y tu mamá y las cuatro mejores amigas de tu mamá y las cuatro mejores amigas de ella llaman a tu mamá. ¿Qué es eso? Aina. Who gives a crap? And it's... Let's turn this into a positive note. No, bueno, okay? claro, pero este es importante. It's okay that you have good self-esteem. It's, okay it's important. It's important. It's important that you know your self-worth. But believe me, you don't want to be the best in the world mm. if you're not ready for it. You don't want to believe that you're the best if you haven't. Si tú llegas al cielo mañana, Dios no quiera, and they put a movie about your life, and you see that the movie, and they tell you, look, this is the movie of what your life could have been. You decide if you get into these doors. If the movie matches what you did, you're in. If it doesn't, you don't. What do you think is going to play? Mm. Would you be satisfied with what you see? Would your life on earth would have been exactly the same as you see on that screen? And if it wasn't, would you be okay with it? If you would, if you left your life thinking that there was going to be a movie played in the end of your life with the best possible outcome, if you live that way, if you strive to become constantly better, to make your country the best country in the world, then maybe. But there's no limit to that. This is something that applies and permeates in absolutely all aspects of life. Como que nosotros podemos tener un approach un poco más político y social, pero esto aplica a cosas tan elementales. Y yo siempre vuelvo al tema, pero las relaciones. O sea, yo ahorita en este momento de mi vida estoy marcada por la, la situación. Normal. Y es como que no hay nada más difícil que estar arrecha, estar triste, estar picada y decir, coño, ¿sabes qué? Quizás yo soy la que está equivocada. Sí, es y después horrible. dices, bueno... De un momento. Trágate. <ríe> de un momentico. Y, y bueno, ok, quizás él tiene la razón en esto, esto y esto. Y es, es burda difícil. O sea, de para complicado. Pero es la única forma. Y de nuevo voy otra vez a lo de que si de para algo te importa, tú lo vas a querer entender. Si a mí me supiera añoña mi relación, yo no me daría. A mierda. Exacto. <ríe> Yo no me daría, o sea, no me tomaría la molestia de arrecharme y después decir, déjame ver si él está arrecho con razón para después volver, como que arrepentirme de mi arrechera después de que aguanté el show, como que, it's a big load of work. Y solamente vale la pena si de pan estás interesada en el objetivo final. Si yo lo único que quisiera es asegurarme que yo tengo la razón en mi relación, pero es que jamás en la vida me, daría la me tomaría la molestia de pensar si yo estoy de verdad en la posición correcta o no. It's just like, I want the show, I want the attention, and I don't fucking care if I'm right or wrong. But that's not the case. Sí, hay una... Mis amigos, mi familia me ha preguntado varias veces como que, 
bueno, también tienes que ser joven, tienes que vivir la vida, etcétera. Es como que, well, first I do, pero... Eh, y eso, tipo, tienes una relación como muy joven. Y le digo, yeah, you're living... Tipo, if you don't have a relationship, you're not living... You're living life on easy mode, in a bad way. You're a living ver. life in comfort mode. And I don't mean in a bad way. This is, a, this is the way that I see it. It's something like... The, the biggest thing that can help you grow in your life is having somebody next to you who does not let you get away with bullshit. That's it. If your partner only does that, it's already so positive. And the only moment in which you grow more is when you have kids. Because they will make you look at it worse because they look like you. So, pero tu pareja es una persona que literalmente te hace ver lo peor de ti y decir I, if I want to deserve this person I need to fix it sí, literal y es eso o sea, es que te van a decir como que brother you're doing this y si no fuese por esa relación tú puedes pasar el resto de tu vida sin mirar ese problema a la cara ya, yeah, yo, yo tuve que entender que yo soy una persona que argumenta muy bien y yo tuve que entender que like the goal is not to win the argument the goal is to solve the problem and that's so hard for me because I come from MUN mm -hmm. and I want to win every argument. So if I had just lived my that my life that way, then maybe, I don't know, my child would have tried to argue that he should have studied what he loved and not what I wanted him to study and I would have won the argument. Mm -hmm. That's not something you want. Pero bueno. In the end, what we're trying to say is that no one gets away with anything. No one gets away with anything. Really, like this is not an exercise of once every political argument that, that you encounter in your life. O sea, es un ejercicio del día a día con las cosas más tontas que, que, ¿sabes? Que nos pasan. Entonces, al final, es como que just, just give yourself the opportunity to question your truth. And fail. And remember that, again, no one gets away with anything and we'll see you next Monday. Remember, we are on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, sorry, and YouTube. Um, Bye.